It's the holiday season, and as the noted philosopher Clark Griswold said, Merry Christmas, holy bleep, where's the Tylenol? It's the most wonderful time of the year, but for many, it's anything but. On this episode of The Best of Health, we talk with behavioral health psychologist Dr. Patrick Carrillo about tips and tricks to get you through the holiday season. There's a lot of factors that cause holiday stress. There are a lot of changes in routine that occur during the holidays, and that really throws off families. There are few things more important to your life than your health. You want the best of it. We want the best of it for you. That's why we're giving you the Best of Health podcast, where we cover a number of healthcare issues that affect you, your family, as well as the physicians, providers, and staff that help you on your healthcare journey, right here at Confluence Health. My name is Clint Strand, and today we're talking about the holidays. Yes, it can be merry and bright, but other times it can be a dark time or a stressful time for many. How do you deal with that? Good thing we have a subject matter expert who can help us talk through this. He is Patrick Carrillo, Dr. Patrick Carrillo. He's the Behavioral Clinical Services Director for Confluence Health. Dr. Carrillo, thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Clint. It's great to be here. Like I said, the holidays are so much fun. They can be, but they can also be for many a four-letter word. It's something that can really set people's stress levels sky high. So let's start by setting the stage here. What exactly causes holiday stress for many? Great question. I think there's a lot of factors that cause holiday stress. There are a lot of changes in routine that occur during the holidays, and that really throws off families. Parents in particular, you've got to juggle your regular work day, you've got to juggle your kids and their normal school days, and then you also have to add in, I have this holiday party, I have this holiday show at school, we have sports, we have extracurricular activities that are constantly going on, and a lot of things are ramping up or wrapping up during this time of year, and so there's a lot to fit in that is beyond the normal schedule. You're talking about managing schedules, managing expectations, managing priorities. That's a whole lot to manage on a good day. Exactly. Yes. So let's break this down a little bit here. So when we're talking about managing that, are are there any big culprits? I mean, there are lots of things to manage, but is there any main stressor that really fells everyone or is it, does it depend upon the family, the person, the situation? Yeah, it definitely depends on the family. It depends on the individual. It depends on how you manage stress. It depends on how you manage change. Change is tough for anybody, but when you add in the holidays and all of the different activities going on, there's a lot to have to handle. There's also financial pressures during the holidays, right? All of a sudden you're preparing for this big day when you're going to be spending a lot of money, right? Christmas. And granted, you're not spending all that in one day. You're probably spending all that over a couple of months. You're spending money on gifts, not just for your family. You're spending money perhaps on gifts to go elsewhere. You're going to go to a holiday party. You want to bring something to that party. You want to take a gift for your host, or you're going to prepare a new dish, something to take to to an event. All of that increases your financial burden as well as your time burden. That feels like in order to wrestle with that monster, the financial monster, it's something that you really need to sit down with with a pencil and paper before the Black Friday, before the holiday fever gets you so you don't find yourself in a hole come January 5th saying, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Right. And I think the way the marketing machine works in our culture, no one does that. Or they think they're going to do that, but then they sort of get caught up in the excitement, like you said, of Black Friday, and all of a sudden you spent double what you thought you were going to spend. But you saved money, right? (laughs) Right. It reminds me of the time I was six years old with my mom at Costco, and our cart was so full, and I looked at her and said, Mom, we're going to save so much money, we're going to go broke, you know, because you're just saving, (laughs) you're saving so much money, but at the end of the day, you need to spend within your means. Can we talk a little bit about expectations that you put on yourself and that you feel others put on you? Because I 
feel like the holidays for many is a time to put forth this image of yourself as Martha Stewart, Clark Griswold, and Superman or Wonder Woman all in one. And that's a lot to put on someone's shoulders. Absolutely. I think the holiday puts the pressure on, like you said, to be the Martha Stewart, right? If you're entertaining, then your house has to look perfect. Every dish you prepare has to be perfect. The decorations inside and outside have to be perfect. And does it really? No. But I think the expectation that we put on ourselves is that we want to we want to impress. And so we want to look at our best when people are coming over. The same thing goes when you are actually going somewhere. You want to bring the perfect gift or you want to make sure that you're doing exactly what you think would be expected. And so I think we put pressures on ourselves, maybe spend a little more than we might be capable of spending at that time because we want to get the right kind of gift that we think is going to make someone happy or maybe impress. So Dr. Carrillo, we've spent some time talking about all the different ways that we can stress ourselves out during the holidays. Hopefully your blood pressure hasn't increased just hearing us talk about these things because now we're going to talk a little bit about ways, ways you can reduce that stress. So how do you tackle that? What are some good common sense tactics that you can use either before the holidays get crazy or in the moment to make sure that you find yourself in the right headspace? I think you touched on it earlier. I, I think planning ahead. So if we talk about the financial piece, taking paper, you know, pencil and paper and saying, what realistically is my budget? How much can I spend so that I know come January, I'm not going to be in tears over everything I can't do now because I've got these bills that I've got to pay. So having a realistic idea of what I can spend over the holidays, and that includes the food, the gifts, the decorations, all the time going out. I think the other part is really adhering to some kind of a, a written schedule. So many people receive invitations and, and they say, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. They forget to write things down. One of the biggest things my wife and I do is we keep our calendar on our phones. You know, I'm a big proponent of electronic calendars because her her biggest tool is her written calendar. But for me, I don't see that. That's at home. And when someone else is asking me, hey, can you do this? I, I don't see that. And so we've kind of learned to compromise and say, yeah, it's on the written calendar. But can we also get it in our electronic calendar? We have that shared iPhone family calendar and everything goes on there so that when another invitation comes about, I can look at it and say, oh, shoot, I would love to do that, but I'm already booked. Instead of getting to the point where the night before suddenly we're realizing we have three invitations at the same time in three different places across town. And we just can't do that. It's okay to say, I'd love to, but I just can't. Absolutely. And probably on the other end, if you're inviting people over to a great shindig at your place and you receive the regrets, don't take it personally. Oh, absolutely. Right. You have to understand everyone's got the same pressures and demands and requests for their time that you're getting. Right. And so being uh, being forgiving of that when someone can't make it to yours and being understanding and and just happy that they've got something else they've got going on. Dr. Carrillo, can we talk about family for just a moment? Do we have to? <laughs> well, you know, we are talking about stressors during the holidays, right? For many, hol the holidays are something to look forward to because you're seeing your family. For others, it is a source of huge stress, either because of that one relative or just because of a family dynamic in and of itself. How do you negotiate that leading up to the big family event and possibly the day of or the night of in the moment? Yeah, great question. I think the main point that I always try and stress to folks is to remember what is the purpose of the holidays? What is the purpose of a family gathering during the holidays? Is the purpose to get together and hash out your political differences? I think 99% of folks are going to say, uh, no. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> we want to get together because we love our family, despite our differences. We want to get together because we want to spend that time and be close. And depending on what the holidays mean to you, different families are going to have different traditions, but it's important for many families to celebrate those traditions together. And so when you have those moments when, like you said, Uncle Buford's coming over and he's got his strong political opinions and maybe he's the outlier in the family, do you really need to respond to what Uncle Buford is saying, knowing that he's probably just trying to get your goat? Or can you take a step back in your head and say, I don't need to respond to this. I get him. I get what he's probably trying to do here. And I'm not going to play. I think that's interesting what you just said, I'm not going to play, because I think there are many out there as our political scene is evolving and as those kids at the card table now graduate to the big boy and girl table, I think in this age of social media where it's not only expected, but it's almost a point of principle to speak out on those things that you feel are unjust or wrong. I think there might be some out there that might hear Uncle Buford at the table and feel like if they don't say something, then that's consent. Then that's enabling that kind of behavior. And they might very well even deal with holiday guilt after the fact if they don't say something in their own minds. So what would you say to that person who might have that philosophy or that mindset heading into the holiday get together? I think that's a great point. And I think, again, it's about, it comes down to respectful discourse. It was really interesting, actually. I just saw something posted on Facebook by the Grant County Sheriff's Department. And it was really interesting because the sheriff posted something there saying, hey, folks, a lot of you like to comment on our posts here. Every now and then you're going to see someone who posts something that's inflammatory. We're just going to ask, be respectful. You can see that comment. You can realize the majority of people that are talking on here are being really respectful and kind about whatever the situation is. Some people are going to post things just to get a reaction don't react. And I love that someone in that position was really speaking to their constituents saying, you don't need to go that route. And I think that's really what this is about, is that we can agree to respectfully disagree. And I think our culture seems to have forgotten that. People seem to think the louder I get, the more I'll be heard. I think they forget that the louder you get, the more you get tuned out. So I think it's okay if you are feeling significant angst about what was just said. You can say, well, Uncle Buford, I, I actually disagree with you, but you know, I respect your opinion and, and that's okay. So, hey, did you see Frozen 2 yet? I like it. And no, I have it. I do need to see that. You do. It's great. More elves, less trolls, essentially, when we talk about the, uh, the holidays. Very good. As a father of young children, I am looking forward to this part of the conversation. Let's talk about kids for a minute, because I think for the holidays, they get really excited about it, but also it can be a time for meltdowns. You mentioned this very, very early in our conversation, but I just want to restate this. For kids, what are some great tips and tricks to deal with kids so that we all get through the holidays as unscathed as possible? Yeah, that's a great question. And I've got four kids myself, and I, I think this is something that we've learned in our family as, as they've grown and evolved. Kids are creatures of habit. Kids thrive on routine. They do best when there is a reasonable routine. Most kids have their typical wake-up time, their typical bedtime. They're used to their meal times at certain points in the day, right? Give or take half an hour to an hour. But the holidays really, really throw that off, right? You have so many more activities. You're 
out a lot later, whether they're home with a babysitter or whether they're at the activities with you, depending on what type of holiday activity it is, their routine is changing. And so routine is a really key piece for kids. As much as possible, being able to maintain those wake, sleep times, and meal times. Kids get hangry. Right? <laughs> they don't. They ha- do. They don't handle hunger well. And so we need to make sure we keep kids fed. Hey, along that, keep them hydrated. Right. Same right. thing. If you've got kids complaining about headaches, stomach aches, right? Have they drunk, drunk enough water? There's a lot of other stuff that comes out during the holidays. You go to those family gatherings, and there's sodas everywhere. Right. Right. Drinking eight glasses of soda is not the same things as having eight glasses of water a day. Right. And keeping kids fed, grandma's cookies all day long probably are not a good substitute for an actual lunch. Probably not. Yes. <laughs> okay. I want to double back on something that we mentioned with family because we were talking about how to negotiate sometimes difficult or uncomfortable family situations within the course of uh, the holidays. What we didn't focus on was if a situation you know in your heart to be truly troublesome or abusive or a situation where you walk out of it just feeling shattered and you know you are because of whatever dynamic is going to happen. You don't have to go there, can you? Absolutely not. And I think that is part of what we discussed earlier when I said, you know, think about what the holidays mean to you. Sure. And if the holidays to you are about developing a healthy tradition, about having something that brings joy and happiness to your life, then sometimes it means making a hard decision about the places and people you spend your time at or with. So if you know, I have this great invitation to Aunt Linda's, but I know that cousin Teddy's going to be there and we hate each other. And it's going to be nothing but a battle from the minute I walk in, no matter how hard I try to be respectful, cousin Teddy's going to be a jerk and in my face the whole time. Then maybe you make the decision to call Aunt Linda and say, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it this year. And instead you go have a great time with some friends that you know are going to bring your life joy. I think that we feel guilt unnecessarily over missing events because we feel like we're going to hurt someone else's feelings by not attending. But I think we can be honest and say, I'm just not going to be able to attend. It's not going to work for me this year. And so I'll come spend some time with you at another time. Dr. Patrick Carrillo, we have covered a lot of ground here with the holidays and how best to approach them so that it truly is a season of merriness and light. Anything you'd like to add, anything that we missed before we let you go today? I think one other piece I would add relates to children and how the holidays are going for them. Because kids get really excited really easily, when we let them know what's coming, again, that predictability in their schedule is really important. Sometimes, though, we know things change. And so when something is going to change, let's say you had every intention of going skiing in two days and they're all excited about it. And then someone gets sick or something else comes up and you can't go. Spending the time having that conversation with them versus that morning, you're just not going, not packing up for skiing and they're wondering what's going on. You're going to get a meltdown many times, right? So the more that you can hear their disappointment, acknowledge their disappointment when changes happen, when something doesn't really go the way they want it, grandma and grandpa had every intention of coming and then grandpa got sick so they couldn't make the drive over or they missed their flight. They're coming in two days later now. Being present with your kids, hearing that disappointment, instead of just saying, they're going to be here in two days, relax. We want to to show empathy. We want to show that compassion and understanding. This is a big deal to that child. And children feel things so much more intensely than we do as adults because we can rationalize a lot of things, why things are happening. So really being present, listening, hearing their disappointment, and then coming up with, you know, good strategies. Okay, I know you're disappointed that we're not doing this today. What else would you like to do? What can we do that will be fun? We couldn't do this because of that reason. What can we do? 
Very good. Well, I tell you what, this conversation has been fun. Thank you so much, Dr. Carrillo, talking about ways to get through the holiday season unscathed as much as possible in as great a mood as possible. Tips to manage your stress. Thank you so much, doctor. We appreciate it. Thanks, Clint. Appreciate being here. Well, this conversation is over, but more is on the way. So like us, subscribe, and visit us at confluencehealth.org. I'm Clint Strand for Confluence Health, wishing you the best of health.